All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Connecting the Pack. Uh, this is your host, Abdullah Najjar, and in today's episode, I'm going to be talking to Ishan Chisin. <laughs> I guess that's that's the way to pronounce it. Um, so Ishan is a student from Mexico. Uh, he is uh, currently uh, doing an exchange year at NC State University, and today we'll be talking about his uh, exchange journey and a little bit about his background and his his travel experience. So uh, without further further ado, uh, Ishan, welcome to the studio. Hey man, thanks for having me here. Absolutely. So um, very excited to have this conversation with you and um, I would be very interested to start off uh, by asking you about the origins of, of your exchange journey or your education abroad, because um, as far as I know, the U.S. is not your first experience abroad. Exactly. Yeah. So how about you share with me in the audience um, the maybe the first experience abroad, your first experience uh, uh, pursuing an education abroad and right. how, how it started? Okay. So basically, I should start first by explaining like where I come from, like where are my parents from and everything. Yes. So I'd say um, first my, my mother is French. She was, she's from Nice, the south of France. Mm. And uh, my father is Venezuelan actually. He's from Caracas. And I was born in Paris. And then when I was little, we moved to Mexico and this is where I grew up. Like I, I lived there for more than eight years. So this is like my country. Wow. And uh, so the first, let's say, experience going abroad, so like away from home, which is for me Mexico, was going to Oxford, actually, in the UK. Because basically, I've, I've been following my mom ever since. So she, like, changes jobs and everything. So we moved, like, for, from Mexico to Oxford, like, 18 months. So I learned English there. Uh, I this was, this was, like, the first time I traveled and uh, changed my way of life, let's say. So this was like the first episode of a long series of travels and uh, <laughs> moving around, living in somewhere, somewhere else. So we went to Oxford. Then another big change. We went from Oxford to Jerusalem. Jerusalem? Yeah. Wow. That's a big change. You go from cold weather to very warm weather. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, so we went there for two years. I lived in Jerusalem for two years. Uh, I was studying in the French school there. Uh, and uh, then we moved again to Switzerland. Geneva. Uh, this is where I got my high school diploma and, and everything. So I graduated from a high, international high school there. And then I started studies. So I went to the, this school in France, Schema Business School. So I did two years there. After that, I did one year in Brazil, exchange. Wow. <laughs> and now I'm finally like here in Raleigh for one, one more year of exchange. Okay. So like moving around for me was like part of my <laughs> life. Every every time we move somewhere. <laughs> Gosh, a constant state of departure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this this is incredible. This is really really incredible. I would love to explore just you know a little bit, uh, you know, some of these. I'd love to explore some of these journeys with you. All right. Uh, we will try to m keep it brief. Um, because we're we're bound by a particular time limit, but <laughs> there's uh, there's a lot that I'd love to talk to you about. So let's let maybe we can start with um, the the transition from 
Oxford to Jerusalem. Sure, sure. So, so why did that happen? Okay, so um, my mom is working in like humanitarian uh, associations like Oxfam, UNICEF, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so she got a new job in Jerusalem to work for like Palestinian refugees. Okay. So we moved there like during two years, like I said. And so my experience when I was going from Oxford to Jerusalem was pretty good. I'd say I, I was like already used to adapting to a new environment, new new people, new language. So it was rather easy for me to like meet new people there at my school uh, and just live a life. So for me, this was like the hardest part for me was before when I went from Mexico to Oxford. Oh. But then from Oxford to Jerusalem, it was more natural, let's say, more like we were used to it by now. Mm. So, yeah, there is a, tons of differences from Oxford to Jerusalem, of course, like the culture is way different. They eat different. The weather is different. The how Basically, how life works there is completely different. Wow. So it takes a lot of adaptation work to like be part of this new community, let's say. But it like it worked out at the end. Like I really enjoyed my years there. This is incredible. So you said... Two years in Jerusalem. Um, when you were there, did you notice any similarities between uh, the culture of Jerusalem and the culture from where you come from originally, Mexico? Were there any similarities that, that felt like, oh, wow, this this is, you know, it's kind of like Mexico in a sense, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so um, um, I'd say the similarities, you can find it mainly on the... Uh, culinary side like food because mm. in Mexico it's all about street food it's all about uh, you grab something or snack quickly uh, around the corner and you eat outside in the in the streets yeah and in Jerusalem there was a lot of like street stores let's say or like trucks that sold you know kebab uh, falafel all that stuff <laughs> the <good> and stuff. <laughs> uh, the very good stuff yeah and so this like culture of eating outside in the streets, using your hands, uh, stuff like that, was something I found quite similar to where I come from. Yeah. So I'd say the the food side, like how you eat basically in the daily life, like uh, after work or school, is quite similar. Hmm. That's, 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 that's insane to me, <laughs> you know, because I, it's like now I'm, I'm just thinking about the... the your travel journey, you know, just from one country to the next, from one yeah. place to another, and just this 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 constant transition. I, <clears throat> I mean, I, I didn't experience half of that. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, no. I've only, you know, I'm I'm from Libya. I've been to Lebanon for a while, and, and now I'm in the U.S. and And so th this is this is pretty much it. I didn't experience that many transitions. So f for you, Ishan. Does it feel like you are, you, you, you when when you say you are Mexican, does it feel like you are, um, do you feel that sort of strong sense of belonging to Mexico, or is is your heart somewhat spread out in different places, you know, around the world, given your constant transitions? Okay, so that's a really good question. So, I'd say I always like associate myself more with Mexico because like this is the place where I grew up. I spent most of my time there. So I'd say my heart is with Mexico. However, um, like ever, like I said, I traveled, I'm used to traveling and 
living in different countries. I'm like 21 years old. I've lived in six, seven countries. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> so this is like part of my life. So I'd say there's a bit of like my heart in every country I've been to. Yeah. But of course, like when I go, when I say I go home, I go Mexico. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I don't think Jerusalem is my home. I don't think like Oxford is my home. But I do like associate with them in other ways. Like I love the the culture in Jerusalem. I love the the food there. Like things like this that I like, but it's not like my home. It's just part of part of my memories, part of my my life, basically. Yeah. And does it not? I don't think not so many Mexicans, and I think not so many people, regardless if they're Mexican or not, experienced a sort of life. You know, these no, constant no, that's, transition. That's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So was it? <laughs> do you think it was? It, it's. Um, it's been easier for you to make friends because of these transitions or was it hard because again you're you're constantly transitioning yeah that's true so i i'd say for the first time we transitioned like you said to to oxford the uk so when you go from mexico which is like a warm country latin americans are very they smile a lot it's beautiful weather you go to uk which is basically rain People have dark humor. You don't eat as mo- as well as Mexico. Mm. Uh, for me, the first this was like the first cultural shock was there. Like I'd say, um, for me, it was harder to adapt at first in like in the UK culture because I didn't. I had the language barrier at first. I didn't speak English very well, so I had to oh. learn it. And um, so then, at first, I was like hanging out with the French or with the Mexicans. Like, uh, because I know the language. And then I started learning English and it was much easier. But at first it was quite hard because when you don't speak the language, you get like a bit excluded. Like people talk in in English between each other and you're like, okay, so I don't understand. I'm, I'm like, okay, hi, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, you just be standing there awkwardly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, fir- the first semester, let's say, uh, in, the, in Oxford was a bit hard for me and my brother. So like, we struggled a bit to make friends at first. Like we, we were welcomed warmly, but then it was like, yeah, he doesn't speak English. And so it's a bit like he might not be hanging out with us too much, you know? Mm. So th- you said that when, so when you transitioned from the UK to Jerusalem, you went to a French school. Yeah. Wow. So after you started learning English, now yeah. you're like, okay, we're going back to French. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but, what was that like? I, yeah, mean, I, f- I forgot to mention, like, French is also, like, one of my native languages because my mom is French, like I told you. Like, right. I, I come from a hybrid background, let's say. <laughs> so uh, for me, it was rather easy to go back to French. But I did, like, many school systems. I did the European system, international system, Mexican mm. system, French school system. So I was... For me, it was fine to go back to the French uh, school system when I went to Jerusalem. And even then, like, I didn't speak Arabic or Hebrew. And so the language you use outside of school or your house is English. So I'll still practice and use English every day. Oh, even in Jerusalem, you were yeah. silly. Wow. And you didn't feel the need, uh, you didn't feel the need to learn, say, either Arabic or 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 Hebrew at that we, time. We actually, with my family, we decided to make, we did made like a deal. So my father would learn Hebrew and me, my brother and my mom will, will learn Arabic. <laughs> and so in my school, most of the, so there was French students and also uh, Palestinian or Jordan students. Hmm. So 
we heard a lot of Arabic around school, but then outside it's always, you know, Jerusalem is a bit, uh, it's, fu- it's funny because in Jerusalem, most of them speak uh, both Hebrew and Arabic. So like they're used to switching between the two languages. Yeah. So since the both languages are very hard to learn, we decided to like split uh, the burden of learning the language, let's say. <laughs> I like that. So, so yeah, I learned a bit of Arabic, but I don't speak it like fluently. You know, I, like I know a few words. I know how to order at a restaurant and food, basically. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's incredible. No, seriously, it's just, um, it's, it's fascinating that you are, again, like this constant transition trying to adapt to new environments, yeah. new people every now and again, you know, every, I don't know, few years, you find yourself in an entirely different environment and, you know, you're you're just constantly learning. Yeah, it never things. changes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's always nonstop. You go somewhere, you have to do the same thing, meet new people, um, speak, adapt, and then you have to move again and you do the same again. It's like, it's become part of the routine, let's say. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. So, when... So after, after your journey in Jerusalem, did you, you, you transition to the Schema program in Paris? In, in no. France? So uh, after Jerusalem, I went to finish high school in Geneva, Switzerland. Oh, yeah. So uh, now I went from a French school to an international school, so back to English speaking. Mm-hmm. And there, well, I met people from, from everywhere, like uh, Latinos, uh, French, uh, Arabs, Arabics, Chinese, uh, everything. So, yeah, back to English, let's say. And then when I graduated from high school, then I went to Schema for uh, my studies. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. yeah, it's a lot of, it's, it's all over the place, I know. Oh, wow, <laughs> that is uh, very easy to keep track of. <laughs> yeah, that's why when people ask me, where are you from? I'm like, you want the short version or the long version? Because it's very hard. <laughs> wow. No, I, I, I signed up for the long version, so I'm, I'm glad I get to uh, be on the receiving end of, uh, you know. <laughs> okay, so you are, you're back in, in, in a, say, the, the Europe, yeah. and now you're in Geneva, and it's, it's, it's a, again, an international environment. Um, yeah. Did you, in the back of your mind, when you're, when now, say, you transition to Geneva, did you have, did you think about, another transition where you would was that always in the back of your mind that oh i know this is not going to be forever i know that there's at some point we will transition so you know um i shouldn't invest so much in it did you ever have these thoughts in mind or oh that's a, that's a really good question so when i arrived in geneva i was like yeah so this is a new new episode new new chapter in my life let's say so yeah i did like adaptation, meet new people, uh, get to know the place, like all the basic stuff, let's say. Yeah. But then I was like, yeah, I'm sure after high school, I'm going to be moving somewhere else. So the question was, should I invest more like in my time and effort and like making more friends and stuff here? Or should I just like wait and see for the next transition? Mm-hmm. And honestly, um, I think it's always worth like investing your time either if you're staying for one year or eight years in the same place because you never know when you're going to meet like these people somewhere else around the world like i've been in a lot of countries and sometimes i just come across one guy that i met back in like jerusalem or back in (laughs) france you know so um i think it's always worth like investing your time to 
discover where you are, the people around you, and uh, keep them like uh, close and maybe someday you'll, you'll end up in the same place with them. So I think it's always worth to invest time. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I, I knew that for me personally, when I was in Lebanon, I knew that this was just going to be for a couple of years. You know, I, I, I spent close to four years there, but mm -hmm. I, I knew it wasn't going to be forever. So, but I still invested a lot into that experience. And um, you're right. No, I, I think it, it, it's it's good to, to to make it memorable and to give it your all. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So so you then the. France episode, schema <laughs> program. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you start college as a business student, yeah. right? Schema business school. Right. Um, why did you apply to that program? Uh, out of, I'm sure you had a plethora of other options, right? But um, how how did that start? This interest in the schema program. Yeah. So I was the um, COVID uh, graduates. Let's say like uh, when I finished high school. COVID mm -hmm. ju just like started being a real pandemic and like uh, doing some crazy stuff around the world. So yeah. uh, I had options, but I wasn't sure like if I was going to be able to go to that option. Like if I know if I want to go to Canada, for example, uh, they closed their borders, so visas would not be available, stuff mm -hmm. like that. So at that time, I applied to like uh, UK universities. Uh, Can Canadian universities and French universities. Yeah, and um, when like the situation got worse for COVID, so I thought maybe it's wiser and safer to stay like in Europe, closer to like where my mom's family is. So I went to France. Yeah, and they had like not online classes. It was like all, all on campus. Like I could have like a normal student life, let's say. But then in the end, COVID struck back in, so we had like a. Uh, curfew at six and Ooh. other crazy stuff. But I mean, I still had like some student life, let's say. So France was like the, let's say the backup because at first I wanted to go to Canada to study. Yeah. And then they were like, no visas, borders are closed. Ugh. You're going to study online from your home country. That means you're going to have like time differences. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm not signing up for that. Yeah. So I went to France. That was like the default backup option let's say mm -hmm. no i think it, at that point i i think it, it's a sound decision yeah yeah uh and now you're you're back to a place where you can speak your or one of the na your native languages yeah. right uh did it feel different that this environment i mean obviously it is a different environment but did the people feel different was the culture somewhat significantly different how how was that transition like for you so this transition w wasn't really a transition i'd say because um well since my mom is french i've been to france a lot of times i'm used to the french culture mm. culture so um i'd say the transition was much easier and like more natural because oh. you you just go back to a place where you know how it works you know the people you have like already your uh how do we say this uh you know where to go if you need help you, like you have all your basics done mm -hmm. so for me it was just like yeah coming coming back to mama's place and like <laughs> chill out 
So, no, it was much easier for me to go back to France than, let's say, Jerusalem, for example, at first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I bet. And how long, how how many years did you spend in, in France when so, you started the SCABA program? So, I spent two years uh, in the south of France, near Nice. This is where my mom comes from, actually. Mm-hmm. So, I had the family there. It was very, very comfy. <laughs> and um, so, I spent two years there. Uh, studying all the basics of business school, management, marketing, etc. And then, like, in the schema program, we always have at least one year or two of international mobility, like exchange programs. Yeah, It's mandatory for all students to go abroad. So I decided to go to Brazil. Mm. And now that was a new transition, which was, like, <laughs> much more interesting than going back to France, you see. Yeah, so Brazil. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about that. Let's what, go to uh, Brazil now. <laughs> <laughs> Brazil bound. Uh all aboard. <laughs> so so it's it's Brazil, it's Latin America. It's yeah. um I don't want to I don't want to say maybe it's like, you know, it's, it's a similar culture, um but I would think it is, right? I mean, it's it's probably there are more similarities than there are differences uh, when it comes to you know Mexico and Brazil. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, that transition. Tell me, tell me more about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so it's true that after Mexico, I've been mostly in like Middle East and Europe. So mm-hmm. I was like away of Latin America, let's say. So coming back to a Latin American country was. Like, it felt really good, like uh, the lifestyle, the the food, like how it works was like coming back to my my hometown, let's say. Not exactly, but like it was similar, like the experience was similar. Like the Brazilians uh, are very joyful, they party a lot, they, <laughs> they, they're very laid back, they don't, they're always late, like, like Mexicans basically. Mm-hmm. So it was... It was really, really nice to go back to Latin America for me. And that said, it's still another transition. Like, it's not the same country. It's not the same language. There's, yeah. They speak Portuguese there. So That's right. I had to learn Portuguese. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, again, Spanish helps a lot with, um, with Portuguese. But still, like, I had to adapt at some point. And um, honestly, this was like the... Since you're in university, you have like you're more free than when you're with your parents. Mm. So like transitioning to a country on your own without family, you're like you're old enough to like do your stuff and be free. You can you discover and enjoy more of what the country has to offer. I'd say interesting because if you're with your parents, maybe you you don't go out as much. You like stay with the family. You you do trips and all, but like with family, not with friends. You don't meet new people necessarily. Mm. So I'd say this exchange was very good to like do everything I wanted on my own or with friends that I met there, you know what I'm saying? So technically that was the first experience where you were abroad, but on your own with no yeah. with no, family. no family relatives close by, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So that must have been unique in and of itself <laughs> yeah. right so an, it's a tr- the same transition but with a different uh experience let's say because you're not with your family this time yeah yeah that's a then h- how long did you stay in, in, in so brazil? i did uh, one year two semesters in brazil whoa that yeah that must have been very 
I don't want to say liberating because that might have a negative connotation no, to it. True. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know, it's it's something special, you know, to be um, to just be independent, you know, yeah. and you're doing things again. Going back to what you were saying, doing things on your own, you know, you're planning trips, but you know your family's not around, so now it's just mostly with friends, right? And um, did you think that at that point you've experienced a growth? that is more pronounced and more, um, I guess, that is bigger than what you've usually experienced when you're around your family? Well, yeah. In the, of course, like I had more, I had to do more stuff on my own. So like all the administrative stuff, all the all the paperwork you have to do when you come to a new country, get your visa and, and, and everything. Mm -hmm. Like usually, when you travel, like you, what, where you follow your parents to like go abroad and stuff, they do it for you. Like you don't have to book the flights and everything. And <laughs> this time was like the first, the first of many times after uh, where you had to do uh, everything on your own. Like uh, I had to go get my visa. I had to make appointments. I had to find my apartment. Uh, everything was like, I had to do it on, by myself. So I learned a lot during that process. But it wasn't like, it was not hard, let's say, but mm -hmm. it was like I had to invest more time in transitioning by myself than if I had gone with my parents, you know? Yeah, no, I'm sure that that must have been, that must have been like a, like, you know, you're like, oh, wow. So now this is what they've been doing. So this is, so <laughs> this is the real now? stuff. This is, <laughs> yeah. that's the annoying part. <laughs> yeah, in the real world, right? You're yeah. now, yeah, that's, that's, man, that's, that's amazing. It's, I think it's really necessary. I'm, yeah. you know, experiencing that I think was a good decision, even though you might not have known it at the time, but I'm sure now you look back and you realize, well, oh, I think I made the right decision of doing yeah. that, you know, <laughs> of doing it on my own. But that's, that's amazing. So after Brazil, you know, since we're close to, clo to wrapping things up, let's just briefly tackle the U.S. Now you're here yeah. after Brazil. The, the the US episode. <laughs> so what's what's yeah, what's the how did this decision come to pass? So I recently arrived, like I've been in the US for twenty days more or less. Mm -hmm. uh, so still quite new to uh how the American lifestyle is, how you operate and, and everything. So no language barrier this time. I speak English, so that's fine. <laughs> uh good. <laughs> the, um, uh, I've been to in the U.S. before, but like only to Miami, like when I was probably 14 years old. So for me, the U.S. is pretty much unknown. Mm. And uh, so it's very like we, we always have this idea of like the American dream, the, the from like Eastern countries when we view the U.S. or like from South American countries when we view the U.S., we're like, wow, this is like the dream space, like you can have money, you have work, like everything is safe and all. And so now I'm here in the, in the US. And uh, so maybe it's not the American dream like you see in the movies, <laughs> like you don't have big trucks and, and uh, like wild parties every time and, and everything, but you still have this, um, this comfort, let's say, that maybe in Latin American countries we don't have. Oh, yeah. So like safety, um, just like you can do a lot of stuff on your own and you're good. Like there's no, 
no outside pressure, let's say, from mm. bad stuff that can happen or things like this. So I think the comfort side of things, I feel it a lot here in the U.S. Like there's no, I don't feel a lot of pressure when I'm here. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Uh, it's funny that your experience was, you know, your your upbringing and, you know, the past couple of years were mostly spent being exposed to cultures other than the U.S. Yeah. But when I talk to international students, they're mostly exposed to the U.S. culture, you know, for cinema, you know, the movies, entertainment, whatnot. But your experience is just quite significant, and I really, (laughs) I I find it incredible. You know, I've used that adjective a lot today, (laughs) but it's true. You know, it's it's incredible. Um, I, yeah, I appreciate you sharing this with me, Ishan. Uh, I would love to wrap up by asking you um, to to maybe share with us a word from uh, the languages that you speak. You know, one word from which language? <laughs> from any language that you speak, <laughs> a word that you like, or you know. Um, okay, something. so in uh, in Mexico, I'm going to use the the Mexican Spanish. Let's say. Okay. So when I describe like my journey around the world like uh, the travels and everything when i explained to someone in mexico i use the word merequetengue merequetengue and this means like it's all over the place it's messy it's a big mess <laughs> okay so when i always like then they ask me where are you from i'm like okay you want the merequetengue version or the easy version <laughs> all right all so right. this is a word uh, i use quite a lot and i think it's like uh it's, it's a beautiful word like it's even when you pronounce it, you sound, you know it's messy when you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. <laughs> it sounds a little bit Italian, right? Like yeah. with the tone and the way the letters yeah. are. Uh, interesting. Medicating. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, thank you for teaching me a new word. Yeah. My pleasure. <laughs> yeah, and thank you for joining me and having this conversation. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thanks to you for having me. Thank you.